You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Today, I have a special guest. Washington defensive end Ryan Kerrigan opens up on his time in Washington, his potential free agency, Chase Young and Montez Sweat, what stands out about them, and why Kerrigan thinks they'll be excellent for a long time. Kerrigan also shared some memories about big plays he made at FedEx Field, and he shares a nice anecdote about his daughter and what motivates him to keep playing. Don't forget, you can read my work on ESPN.com. When Washington hires a GM, I will have insight and analysis into the decision on ESPN.com. And now, here's my conversation with Washington defensive end, Ryan Kerrigan. All right, well, let's start with this. How do you feel at the end of this season compared to past years, both physically and emotionally i think emotionally it's it's uh it's different you know because i mean there's uh obviously i'm not under contract going into the next season with the team so um the emotional side of you know the game against the buccaneers potentially being my last game with washington is um there's uh definitely some emotion there and um but physically i feel i feel great i feel feel pretty damn good i mean and i think you know a lot of that can be attributed just to, you know, I've you know, lesser, lesser snaps this season, you know, so I feel like, you know, less wear and tear on the body. And yeah, I just, I was, you know, fortunate, fortunate to stay, stay healthy throughout the year. And so body feels good. And you were told us at the end that, you know, obviously you want you, you want to be a starter. You can still play at that level. We can look at the numbers. What do you look at when you say, Hey, my game is still at this level. What were you seeing of yourself on film that told you, not only do you want to be, but that you can be at that level. Well, I mean, I, I was proud that I was productive as I was given, you know, the lesser given, you know, playing a lesser role than I was used to playing. So I, I feel like, you know, for, to have the productivity I have, I, I think kind of shows that, you know, I definitely, I definitely still got it, can still play. And, um, and so, and I mean, just, I don't, I don't know. I just, I, I feel good. Like, I don't feel, I, I, I feel like I, like I said earlier, I, I just feel physically good. So I feel like I definitely can still contribute at a, you know, at a, uh, at a, at a large volume and at a high level. Did you ever get used to that role that you, and I know like you can look, we all see Montez Sweat, Chase Young, but did, but it's, you're, you've been a star. You, did you ever get used to that role? I knew what to expect going into games as the, as the season progressed. I mean, I knew what my role was that I had to come in and, make plays when the opportunities presented itself. And I was proud that I was able to do that for a large, large part of the season. Um, yeah. I mean, it was, it was, uh, yeah, it, it took, it took some adjusting at the, at the start, but I mean, I got, I got used to it and just kind of 
knew that you had to strike strike while the iron's hot when you're in there. Did you have when you have to do that? Because you know it's a lot about pass rushing is setting up the guy that you're playing against. Did you have to change or or change that approach at all because you're not going to get the same bulk of snaps? What did you have to do differently to still be productive in that role? I feel like you just had to you just had to not waste any time. I mean, there wasn't there wasn't. I, I feel like you can't say, okay, I'm gonna. I'm going to do this rush on this play and and that's going to set up the next rush. Cause I, I just, cause I mean, you don't know when, when, a, when a third and long or what other kind of situation, a, a high passing situation like that's going to present itself, you know, you know, a, a, a second time. So you just, I felt like going in there, you just have to, I had to, you know, to kind of throw my fastball and, and just try to make something happen. And were there some things, again, I got to go back to things that you saw in film. Were there plays that you made? Was there something you were able to do this year that's like, you know, whether it's, you know, the way you use your hands or anything about your pass rush that said, this is still at the level line. And again, again, I know you've been productive and that was a big part of what's going to tell you that. But were there some plays that you made where you were like, where it just stood out to you or like, man, I still got this. Yeah, I would say um, the the second sack I got in week one against Philly was, was one that kind of let me know. Cause I mean, it was, and that was as much mental as it was physical. Cause I, I kind of recognized pre-snap, you know, what, you know, some, some, some tells and, and that kind of counter pass that they were going to run. Um, so that, that was one where I was like, all right, yeah, this is, I'm still, I still, still got, I got it. And, um, and then uh, another one, I would just say um, probably against New York week, whatever that was at the game at New York, when I you know got, got a sack on that play, I just, you know, I third and third and long and came off and did my, did my thing, got, got to the quarterback. And um, so there was a couple moments like that, that I felt like really kind of like, all right, like this is, I can still do this. Not that I ever really doubted I could, but this kind of com- confirmation. And right. And it, I don't mean to suggest that you couldn't, but I know players also see things in their own, in, in their own game to, to, to let them know that compared to the past, I'm still exactly where I needed to be. How many more years do you want to play? I don't have a specific number in mind. I mean, I, I just, I want to, as long as I feel good, I want to, I want to play, but I don't want to play until I feel bad. Like I don't want to be limping out of the game. And that's, that's I think the the balance that you you gotta that's kind of the the, the balance you gotta find there because yeah I don't I, I like I said I, my body feels good I feel good physically now but I don't want to get to a year or whatever and be like oh man like I I gotta hang it up I feel terrible and so um, that's that's the balance I gotta find there. What do you still like about playing football? And that might be seem like a silly question for some, but you know the. You've got to really. There's got to be something that still drives you to play at this level after what you've accomplished, and you know. I mean, you have young kids. You could just. It could easily slide off there. What do you still like about playing? The satisfaction you get from making plays on game day, knowing that you know, getting a getting a sack, for example, so many things have to go right to get a sack. Like the move you throw at that time has to be the move that that guy wasn't ready for. The the, the coverage has to be good in the back end, so the quarterback has to has to hold on to the ball. The you have to tackle the quarterback, which is I mean it sounds sounds simple enough, but with a lot way that a lot of these quarterbacks can move nowadays, it's not it's it's not that easy. So the satisfaction that all these things go right on one play for you and and for you to make that play really feels good. And and I think too, just I like I like knowing that you have to work really hard and that all like when the hard work pays off in moments like that, 
it's incredibly gratifying. And that's what, that's what I still love about playing is just, you know, it, it, it's, it's a, it's a hard thing to do and it's a hard thing to do well. And so when you do it well, it feels, it feels really good. Now you told Grant and Danny the other day that there had been no offer made as of yet. You've been around the league a while. You know what you want. You know what this team has. Do you think this might be a tough thing to come together if like, you know, because obviously fans would like to see you come back, but do you think it'd be tough for you to really stay here knowing what you want, knowing what they have? I don't know, honestly. I mean, I just, I just feel like I have to really be open to open to all any and all options and in, in free agency. And, you know, that means being open to coming back here. So oh. I really have to just consider all of it, consider what options I have and, and, and go from there. And I, I know that, you know, they, you know, we, with the, you know, with the way that, you know, sweat and chase are rolling, it's, you know, that I, I know that my role here likely wouldn't increase, but it's uh, I mean, I, I, that's, but that's not to say I would just completely rule out, you know, coming back here. So, especially cause I feel like, you know, Washington is, I feel like the, we are on the right trajectory we're on the right path. And so it is, it is that there, it definitely, like I said, I'm not gonna. I wouldn't rule out, you know, returning here. But you know, we we also we have to. That's not all, ultimately not up to me as uh, as you know as it goes in this league. Well, and I was gonna ask you too. What would make it appealing about coming back? Well, I think just because I do believe that the that the team is on the up. I believe that you know we got some got a good foundation, and I mean, hell, we 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 barely lost to the Buccaneers, and they're you know they were in, you know, we we didn't. It, particularly play that well in, in that game. So it, it shows you the kind of potential we have as a, as a team to, you know, hear that, you know, if we're, if we're right there with the Buccaneers and really didn't play our best game by any means. I would imagine this must have been a very weird year for you because you set the all-time record, but you're in a role that you had to get used to. And for a while, you're not playing as certainly as many snaps as I know you wouldn't have would have wanted because nobody wants to be play. You want to be playing more. We all know that. So, but you, yet you set the record and then you guys make the playoffs, but yet you didn't play as much. And then there were the trade rumors and all that stuff around there. What was this year like? It was strange in a lot of ways. I mean, yeah, getting used to a role that, you know, you weren't, weren't accustomed to, um, you know, especially coming off last season when, you know, I got injured for the first time and that, and, and yeah, so that was, you know, that kind of was a little, little carryover. That was a little weird as well, but. Um, yeah, it was, it was just different in, in some ways. And I mean, especially in starting out two and two and seven, I believe what, whatever we were and to make the playoffs and, you know, so there was, it was, it was a strange year in some ways, but I mean, there was definitely a lot of good in it. Winning the division, going to the playoffs was really exciting and really fun. Getting the sack record was really fun. Um, yeah. So there was, there was definitely positive moments for definitely a lot of positive from the season too. And what does that sack record mean to you? It means a lot. I mean, this it's, to be, you know, to have to have that for one of the oldest franchises in the league really means a lot to me because it's not like the Redskins have, or Washington have been around, you know, 80, 90 years, 90 years or so. And uh, and so to have the record for, for a franchise like this means a lot. You know, you also, again, making the playoffs with, with no fans. What was it like? Because, again, I'm sure it would have been nice to even just wave to them or to do, you know, you know what I mean? Like it must have been weird without that. Yeah, I mean, the lack of fans this season really was a was a bummer. I mean, it was like I know for the Giants home game we had when there was you know three thousand fans in the stands, that felt incredible. Just you know coming coming from previous games where we haven't had any, um, so to not have them at the playoffs and especially with 
you know, having not been to the playoffs since 2015, it really, uh, it was a down not having them there. The other thing too is Chase Young. What did you see in him this year that maybe like, again, we all see the talent. What were you seeing behind the scenes that, that maybe stood out to you? His work ethic on the practice field is what really stood out to me because you see, you see guys, you know, that it might be real, you know, superiorly talented and, um, and really just, you know, have off the wall ability, but, you know, sometimes they're not, you know, the best workers, but Chase is, Chase is that he's, he's an incredible talent who works hard, who has the, the work ethic to match the talent. And so I think that's why he was not only successful this year, but I think he's going to be super successful going forward is because he has a, a determination and a belief inside that's, that's going to, that's going to drive him and matches his, uh, the talent that he has. And when you say you saw in the practice field, how so? Just the intensity. It's it's a mindset you take to the practice field, really, because some guys, some you see some guys over the years, they they go to practice just to try to get through it and and get the Sunday. But Chase was going to practice to try to get better that day, and I think that mindset is is what really is going to help him going forward. I also heard, and I don't know if he, I don't know if you knew this or if he talked to you about it, but that he went back and watched your Purdue tape to see how you progressed as a pass rusher. And you're wearing your Purdue coat now, but but did you did did you did he talk to you about that? He didn't, but that's actually that's pretty cool to hear. I mean, it's and that's that's smart to do because you know I mean, you definitely it, it takes a minute to get adjusted to rushing the passer in the pros versus college. In college, you can kind of you know at times get by on ability, and and some and some games you're just gonna flat out be better than the guy you're going against. But in the pros, you're, it's like you're seeing a stud every week out there. So that's, that's smart of him and uh, pretty cool for him to do that. And I think something, cause he wants to see how you evolve. What I was told, he wanted to see how you evolved from there to now. So what kind of things would he talk to you about in terms of pass rushing? What did he pick your brain most about? I would say him and I talked about differentiating, getting, getting run pass keys pre-snap. That was one of the biggest things that, you know, I feel is, is par- of paramount importance as a guy that plays on the line of scrimmage. Um, and so that's something I've really tried to impart on him and sweat and the other dudes. Um, this, cause if you can get any kind of tell pre-snap, oh, okay, it's run. Oh, okay. It's pass. You're going to, you're going to take off differently. If it's, if you know it's a pass versus if you know it's a run. So if you can give yourself that edge, give yourself any kind, any bit of an advantage against that offensive lineman, that's really going to put you in an advantageous situation. Did you see him getting better with that then? Yeah, definitely. I mean, and, you know, when you can take his, his ability to his ability, his natural abilities, and you give him that mental edge, it's really going to, it's, he's really going to continue to evolve and continue to get better. And then with Montez Sweat, again, you know, I referenced Grant and Danny's interview. You you said that you think he can be a star. Why? Kind of the same reasons as, as Chase. I mean, there's a lot of natural ability there. There's a lot, he has, he has really good technique for being a young guy too plays with good pad level, especially for being six, six. Um, and then I, you, you see a lot of maturation year one and year two and, and learning how to take care of and learning how to take care of his body, see him doing a lot of stuff away from the facility, you know, for, um, you know, to, to feel better, to take care of his body, especially late in the season. And that's, that's really what you got to have as you advance in the league is you got to learn how to, you know, how to, how to play the long game, how to take care of yourself so that you're feeling good you know, week one and week 17. And that's, and I saw a lot of that with sweat this year. So I think he's just gonna, he, he, his mindset is he's got the right mindset as well. And and so I think that's why I think he's going to be a, he's going to be a stud in the league. 
How much did how much did you talk to him as well? Um, Chase, because we all know that everybody talked to you know Chase would talk about it. We heard about it. I think you talked about, it, but we, but Montez seems to be the quieter of the two. So how much did you talk work with him? Oh, a lot. I mean, we we uh, you know, we, we talk about all all the time about you know just different ways to take care of yourself, different ways to you know get to the passer and look and you know again differentiate and run pass you know pre snap and. He he definitely did a good job of, of taking those things to the field and and learning how to be a learning how to be a pro this year. He also one thing too he said this summer is that he learned he was learning late in his rookie year that you have to have a plan as a pass rusher. What does that mean to you when he says something like I mean I I think I think it's kind of obvious but for you what does that signify? Got to have a plan. I mean you can't just go in there saying oh I'm just gonna run around this guy this time or I'm just gonna you know straight up you know just bull rush into him you gotta okay if he sets me this way here's what i'm gonna do if he sets me this way here's what i'm gonna do and i think being able to adjust um adjust to have a plan but also being able to adjust off of your plan um can can help you and how long does it take for a password to get that i mean i guess everybody's gonna develop their own rates but that seems like it's something where you've got to be able to play with more of an uncluttered mind so to speak to be able to get to that point does it take a little minute, a minute to get to that point? It does. Yeah. I mean, it, it, some guys longer than others. And, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it, it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier as, you know, learning how to pass Russian and the pros versus learning how to pass Russian college. Um, cause the pros, man, and that, that there's, there, it's, it's tough to beat a lot of offensive linemen in the pros. So you got to be really technical, really, um, and really sound and, and have a plan. And then um, one of the things, too, I want to ask you about is you, you brought up the two plays that you were reflecting on when you're sitting on the bench after the game. One was the pick six. What do you remember about that play in that moment? Before I forget, like it was the pick six against the Giants your rookie year for people yes. who don't remember. And it was a packed stadium, which was fun, fun to see. But anyways, what do you recall about that play? I just remember, you know, it was third down and it was it was loud as hell and I'm, I just remember, you know, I know, I remember you know, we we had called a cover zero on the play, so we all were coming. So I was like, and so I I, I knew the ball, the ball would probably be coming out hot since it would, you know, we were running a cover zero. And sure enough, I get a cut block from the offensive tackle, get my hands up, get bat the ball, and I mean, look up, and it's it's right there. And it's it's just funny to think back to you do so many cut block drills throughout high school throughout college throughout the pros you do that drill a thousand times and for it to finally pay off in that way you know in week my first game of my rookie year it was it was just unbelievable I mean I I was I, I couldn't believe it because I had never I never scored a touchdown in college and so I had scored in high school but never scored a touchdown in in college so to do that in my first game it was just like man that's it's crazy to think like that that one, that one cut block drill, it all, it all paid off so big in that, in, a, in such a big moment like that. Do you have the ball? Oh yeah, I got it. Absolutely, still got it. And what, what does that feel like? Because when, again, you're a rookie, it's your, it's your first game. So what does that feel like when you, when the crowd is going like that? What is that moment like? It was an adrenaline rush, like, like I never felt before. I mean, and just like, just to be getting mobbed by my teammates in the end zone and whatnot and kind of, you know, get backed up against the fans. The fans start, you know, you know, patting you on the helmet and the shoulder pads. This is, it was crazy. I mean, I, I'll never, I'll never forget that. That was, it was such an unbelievable moment. And, um, and it was, it was just awesome. And then the other play I think you said was the one against Dallas where you had, you, um, it's like, I think it was a third and long for Dallas 
inside their own five, probably around the two-yard line, I think. But you come through the middle, you get Dak Prescott. Preston Smith gets the touchdown. But what do you recall about that play and what transpired there? I just remember thinking, because I knew we had I had a chipper on me, and I knew this in the center slide was coming to me and Deron Payne's uh, way. So I was like – I was thinking, you know, okay, this is going to be tough sled in this play, you know, for us to get anything done because we're basically, you know, have three and a half, four guys on us. Um, but, and so I, I kind of just said I was going to play off Payne that snap because I knew I had the chipper. So Payne hits it vertical. I hit the chipper and kind of come underneath. And I don't know if the center must have not seen me, but he just went right with Payne. And so it just left me a nice, nice lane to run right there. And, you know, Prescott still had the ball. So good coverage in the back end. And, was fortunate just to get it out, you know, I, I, and, and then I, I see, as I'm getting up, I see Preston, you know, pick it up and just stand there and put his arms up. And I just, I don't know if I'd ever heard FedEx field that loud. I mean, cause I mean, you know how, how Washington fans are with Dallas. I mean, they don't, they don't like those dudes at all. And so to make that play in the critical moment of the game to kind of, you know, that pushed our lead to 10 points that game and, and or late, late in the fourth quarter, that was, uh, that was, that was awesome. So what did Preston give you for that gift? Uh, nothing actually. He owes, he owes me he owes me a steak for that. But uh, now that was uh, that was just a such a cool moment. I was I was uh, I, I was just it was I was so pumped in that moment. Yeah, because I think it gave you guys like the twenty to ten lead, and there was less than probably yes. around four minutes left. Yes. and obviously you guys won. So that was that was a big deal. And for, as as a reporter, that was a big moment too. I think that that was after the game that Rich Taylor had died. So yes. that was like the first game after that. So that was an emotional time for many, many people with, with that game. Just two more questions. One, um, with Ron Rivera coming in, there was so much talk about culture and all that. And what did you notice in the locker room because of the coaching changes? It's tough to pinpoint one exact thing, but you could just tell that something – there was good, positive energy around the locker room, around the building. Guys, just it just felt – I don't know. I, I, it's tough to pinpoint one thing, but he, I don't know, just the way he, the way coach Rivera handled things this season, the way he you know took care of us as players. I mean, he really, you know, worked to make us fresh on Sundays. And, and you know, as a player, you really appreciate that a coach is not going to try to grind you into the dirt on, you know, Wednesday and Thursday. He, he really, um, he just, he pressed a lot of the right buttons with us players and, and really, you know, made us want to play for him. And, and obviously he he had his his battle, which you know you would have never known he was going through that the way he handled himself. Um, so it was just, I mean, there I, it's 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 tough to pinpoint some exact things, but just he just there was this positive, good energy around the building. And then last thing too, you have you have two kids now. You're somebody who's always valued consistency with your approach, with your career, and your career has been that whole way, very very consistent. Um, once upon a time, it seemed like you clearly that you thought you would probably be here for the, your entire career. We don't know what's going to happen, but what, did it take you a minute to get to the point where you had to think that maybe I won't be here for the rest of my career? And, and you know, I, I don't know what that internal conversation is like for you or what that's like for you, but you know, was that, is that a difficult thing to fathom? It is in some aspects because I always envision playing my entire career here, but um, I think as, as it got closer to the end of this season and knowing that, you know, I'm not under contract for the next season um, and that I still feel like I have many productive, good seasons ahead of me. 
um, you kind of have to be honest, be like, okay, well, you have to be open to the option, open to the option of being on another team. And that's, uh, that, that wasn't an easy thing to come to. Cause I've always loved, loved playing here. I've loved living here in Northern Virginia in the DMV. And, um, and so it's, it, it wasn't an easy, you know, realization to have, but I think, uh, that's as a, as a professional athlete, especially in the NFL, you have to, you have to be open to the option of, of playing elsewhere because it's, you know, it's ultimately in a lot of cases, not up to you because I could sit here and say, Oh, I want to be back. I want to be back. But if they don't, if they don't want me back, then I'm not going to be back. So it's, you have to kind of come to that realization. And, um, so I don't, I don't know what's going to happen come March, but, um, I do know that I'm really thankful for my 10 years here. I mean, to be in one place for 10 years and to have had the joy and experiences I've had here has been really, uh, been really awesome. So I, uh, um, and that's not going to, and my, my fondness for my time here is not going to change, um, no matter what, it, no matter what, what happens in March. Um, but, um, yeah, you just have to, you have to be open to open to options. Last thing, how have your kids changed your perspective on anything with football or anything? They just, and I know all parents probably feel this way, but they just really bring you a joy that you can't describe. Like, I don't know, my, 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 little, my, uh, my almost two year old, she, this like the, I feel like she's a sponge right now. Just learns how to say something new every day. Um, and just hearing her say the simplest things like during the holiday heat season, hearing her say reindeer, it was like, Oh my gosh, it's the coolest thing ever. And so that, that can, that definitely gives you perspective. And, um, I don't know. I remember after the Dallas game in 2019, we played Dallas at home and, um, I remember being real bummed cause we lost the game and, um, you know, coming out to the parking lot, um, after the game, you know, I was you know not in a very good mood. We dropped to and two. Um, then I pick up my daughter and, and cause that was the first game that she had been able to come to. I pick her up and just, I'm holding her in the parking lot there at FedEx field. And I just, it was like almost all of that, you know, you know, frustration kind of went away right there, just holding her and seeing her. And so it was like, that's, that was, a, that was, you know, a definite moment of like, okay, like there, there was a lot bigger, a lot bigger things in, in the world right now than, than this loss, you know, it was, it was, and so, you know, just getting to hold her and getting to, you know, hold her at that moment really was, was a, a moment of perspective. That, that's cool. And, you know, I asked that too, because watching Drew Brees after the game the other night with his kids on the field, what may have been for the last time, and I'm just I'm watching his kids thinking, what a cool thing to be able to he, they're wearing his breeze jerseys on the field after the game, throwing passes. And Tom Brady's talking to you like what a cool moment, like for you to be able to share with your kids. So that's why I was wondering, too, if you yeah. you you play a few more years, you can have those kind of moments. Well, and, and that's and it's funny you bring that up, because when I you know first had my first daughter, you know, a couple two years ago, gosh, I can't believe she almost two. But um, <laughs> it like that was that. I, I, I felt an like a, even, an even greater sense of motivation to, okay, like let's, let's play as long as I can so that, you know, that my kids remember, remember me playing, remember going to games, remember wearing my Jersey, you know, at, at, at the stadium and cheering for me. And, and like you said, having those moments like, like the breeze had yesterday. That's awesome, Ryan. Thank you very much for coming on. And, and just as a, you know, if you're back or you're not back, it's been a pleasure dealing with you. And if you come back, it'll be a pleasure to continue dealing with you. All, and I always admired your professionalism. And that's what is, I think that's to me sticks out as much as anything.
the fact that you went to Purdue, I can't help that, but your professionalism was great. <laughs> yeah. You were you've been to Ohio State a couple of times, so that's why you were always kind of the annoying guy in Purdue. So yeah, then you come here, but you're very professional. So I always appreciated that, man. Hey, well, thank you, John. It's been a pleasure, pleasure dealing with you as well. And we'll uh, you know, we'll see come March. We'll see. We'll see. That's it for this episode. Thanks to Ryan Kerrigan for joining me. And thanks to you, as always, for listening. I appreciate those of you who joined me on the private Zoom last week. I'll do more of those sporadically throughout the offseason, so keep listening. I'll be back with another Mailbag episode later this week.